Hello, everybody, and welcome to the O Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, CW. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that bell on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast on any and all platforms. Today, we're talking about wrestling memories, some of my favorites. Didn't really have another topic. I was struggling to come up with something this week, which is strange because there's always something to talk about in wrestling, but I don't know. It was just, I feel like I covered a lot of stuff in the five count. Go check that one out on OWrestling.com or, you know, in your podcast feed. And, um, yeah, I was struggling. I was like, what do we talk about? And I was like, oh, why don't I just go over some personal, fun wrestling stories with you, the listener? So the first one that came to mind was it's a very generic, not generic. It's a very uh, vague. No, not vague. It's specific, but it happened a lot. So anytime I watched SmackDown or it was mostly SmackDown, I think, or pay-per-view, with uh, dad's first time, shout out dad's first time, we would get up out of our seats and completely do every single step to the Too Cool dance. Anytime Too Cool came out, myself and D1T would stand up and we would rock the friggin' house. And and that that's not a euphemism. That's not me being playful with words. We were in an apartment in, uh, you know, the first floor and my floors were incredibly weak. Uh, I'm talking about if you step way too hard, you're probably going through or, you know, it's sinking, whatever you understand. And we would do these dance, these gigantic uh, teenagers. You know, we were we were not small. We were heavy dudes doing the too cool dance in my living room. I'm talking about lights would shake. The cabinets would shake. My mother would be yelling from the other room. What are you guys doing? And we couldn't hear her because we were too busy jamming because we look fly today. If you're a young person listening to this podcast, I implore you, go look up the two cool entrance with Grandmaster Sexay and Scotty Tuhati and with Rikishi. If you don't know who Rikishi is, Rikishi is the father of Jimmy and Jay Uso. Rikishi is basically one of the progenitors of the bloodline. So that should give you enough incentive to go check out Too Cool. Every time those guys came out, it was a party. And the greatest thing was before they were Too Cool, uh, they didn't really have a whole lot going. I, I, I can't remember their name, but they were, they were kind of the same gimmick, but they didn't have all the dancing. But they did have sort of the, I don't know, hip hop, ish gimmick the moment they added that dance in oh the same the same way the 90s was all about and the early 2000s was all about dx and you know the new age outlaws and everyone kind of chanting along with wrestlers too cool was in that but they i don't know how much chanting people did to the entrance but they certainly danced and scotty too hotty would get in the ring and do the worst move of all time. The worst move because you know it's not effective, but it was entertaining, which was the worm. He would do he would get down, he would do the worm, he would go hoo, hoo. he would do three chops and then chop the dude on the floor. He would land with a chop on his face and everyone would go crazy. And in my head I was like that move wouldn't hurt anyone. The same with the the people's elbow. People's elbow is not a great move. It's just an elbow drop. 
but it's all the pageantry beforehand that mystifies you into thinking that, oh, this person's definitely out. Are you kidding me? A suplex would, you know, put somebody out. If you land on the back of your neck <laughs> and the back of your and, and the top of your back, you will go out. An elbow drop, I mean, you'll be mildly uncomfortable, I think. Same with Scotty Duhati. But again, it was the pageantry and myself and D1T were there for all of it, especially, especially at, if they won, particularly, they would get in the ring, all three of them, and ask their opponent if they wanted to dance. And then Rikishi would call for the lights to go down, and those three would rock the house. And I'm telling you, like the cameramen were into it. They would give, they were giving them Dutch angles and coming up from underneath, and just like, oh my gosh, it's like a music video. And these guys would party in the ring until the commercial break. Man, th those are some of my best memories. Anytime they came out and, and we were together, it was an eruption of entertainment. My next memory that I think, if you're an old school, not even old school, if you if you're just in your 30s or 40s or something, you will remember the 2007 Royal Rumble. Why? Why is the 2007 Royal Rumble so significant? Well, I'll tell you. The, the final two of the 2007 Royal Rumble was The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. And those two savages had a complete burn the house down match right before Sean got eliminated by The Undertaker, sending him to WrestleMania 23. You don't know the excitement that we felt watching that Royal Rumble. It was palpable. You could not, I think the final, I can't remember who the final four was. I think Edge was in there. Uh, but once it came down to the final two and we realized it was Undertaker and Shawn Michaels going at it for the chance to go to WrestleMania 23, to win the title, we legitimately jumped out of our seats. I mean, feet slammed on the floor, same premise as the Too Cool Dance. We, were, we shook the apartment with excitement. We screamed, oh, oh, it's happening. And these two legends put on one of the greatest, like one-on-one -on -one matches at the end of a Royal Rumble of all time. I think uh, Gunther and Cody Rhodes had a great clash at the end of uh, the 2023 Royal Rumble, but nothing compares to Undertaker and Shawn Michaels literally tearing the house down. False finishes. Shawn, Shawn Michaels selling like you've never sold before. They, I believe there was a spot where he tosses him over the, the, uh, the turnbuckle where Shawn, Shawn does the, you know, oh my God, and he like flings his body across the thing. And he was able to catch himself i don't know how these dudes did that they were on they were on something they were they cracked some adrenaline i don't know what was happening but they went all out at the end of that match C considering they were already in the match for god knows how long i can't my, my, my memory is not that great but I, I remember how long they were in there but i'm sure it was a while and they were content i mean you know they have rest holds and whatnot but they it was like they were saving all the best bits for the end of the match because they knew that these two titans were going to clash. You don't get better than Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. They are like the best foils for each other. They both understand each other's styles and they know how to complement each other's style. That's the beauty of it because Undertaker's not just a big dude. He's also a very fast individual and Shawn Michaels is not just 
a, a fast guy. He's very technical and he's he's actually very strong himself. He's one of the strongest uh, small, quote unquote, small dudes in the business. And they simply work effortlessly together. I think Undertaker has said that they never call a match. They call it in the ring because they understand each other's momentum. They understand each other's uh, their cadence. They know exactly what they're going to do. I mean, they were making calls in there. You couldn't even see when they were uh, telling each other to sit. I think Sean kept up the same time Undertaker uh, sat up or it was like maybe Sean kept up first and then Undertaker uh, sat up right after and they stood toe to toe and they're staring at each other and Sean's just like he's got that face like I'm not giving up man and Undertaker's just like I, how do I put you out and Sean goes for the kick Taker pulls the rope Sean goes over and we flipped the hell out it was it's one of my favorite wrestling memories of all time just sitting there with my best friend watching one of the greatest Royal Rumble endings of all time. It doesn't get better than that. It does not get better than that. Undertaker and Sean, goats, total goats. Anyway, what's your favorite wrestling memory? Let me know in the comments. Did you go to a show and see something incredible? Did you meet a wrestler? Did you watch a pay-per-view like we did and freak out at an ending? Hit the comments. Let me know. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the O Wrestling Podcast. Make sure to check out the other episodes. Subscribe on the podcast app or on YouTube. Thank you again. I appreciate you. And don't you ever forget. I'm your friend. But if I ever see you in the ring, I can beat you. Don't you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.